Hello guys, welcome to the two welcome back to the Two Gen Outdoors podcast. And in this episode, like we said in the intro episode, we are going to be talking about stuff that we haven't done yet and what we think about it, what we're going to do during it. And that's going to be one of today's episodes and um this episode is a um episode about rabbit hunting or small game hunting in general. We'll be going out in the next few weeks, um, so let's get right into it. What do you think? It's a good deer. That's what I think. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. This is Ryan, and uh, of course, with me today is Owen. Yeah. So, Owen, as you mentioned at the top, we are going to be talking about small game hunting a little bit today. Now, we haven't, uh, you'll have to forgive Owen, he's got a bit of a cough today. So, we're going to have that in the background, so extra sound effects for today's show. So, um, like Owen mentioned at the top, right, we haven't ever small game hunted before. I think, I think a long time ago when I was a, pretty young, we did a little bit. But it was never anything that we put any real effort into. It was just an opportunity to go walk around in the woods with a gun and see if we would get lucky. And, of course, in Wisconsin, um, when I finished my hunter safety course, I got a small game license uh, as part of my, um, I guess, graduation present from the DNR. So uh, that's kind of... um, something that we've been talking about for a long time, right? We watch, we watch as we've talked about previous episodes, we talk about YouTube videos that we watch. and The Hunting Public, we watched their recent one. Yeah, so quite a few of our um, favorite videos come from The Hunting Public, and so uh, they recently had an episode where they were doing some hunting so they recently had an episode where we watched where they were hunting snowshoes up north in Wisconsin, I think, maybe up by Eau Claire somewhere, with beagles. Now, we don't have a beagle. Nope. Golden Retriever. She probably wouldn't do much but watch the rabbits run. She's a Or chase them away from us, which is not <laughs> ideal. She's a retriever, but I don't know that she retrieves really well. Anyways, so, um, yeah, so we're going to talk about kind of what we expect going into rabbit hunting and squirrel hunting. And so hopefully in the next couple of weeks, we're going to get out and actually put some of these ideas into practice. And then we can maybe do a follow-up discussion about how it went. went. Did we we make any good sense in our plan? Um, So what, uh, I guess maybe first to get us kicked off with our discussion today, why is it that we want to hunt them? What, what What do you hope to get out of hunting small game? Um, first of all, the experience, um, and second, probably being able to try new foods like rabbit and squirrel and all that kind of stuff. I never had that stuff that people always say positive stuff about that. So I always want to try it out for myself. Yeah. I think that's a pretty good point. I think, um, the nice part about small game season is it, it, um, it's a way for you to get out in the woods and, you know, continue with your marksmanship. I mean, we're talking about small targets. Um, so it's pretty good target practice when you're shooting bushy tails out of a tree. Um, 
So it's also a way, I think it's a way to extend the hunting season a little bit. You know, we get through with gun season and deer season winding down here in Wisconsin for late season archery. And so, you know, how can you get out in the woods and, you know, get out, put some miles on, spend some time out in God's country and, you know, have an opportunity to, you know, put some more meat on the table. So, um, I guess, um, what is it that you know about hunting rabbits? Let's start with rabbits. What do you think Um, about hunting rabbits? What do you know? I know that they are fast and you got to have quick reflexes. Be careful where you're aiming. Um, and it can be pretty scary, probably going out with someone, probably scary for my dad to go out for me for my first time going after shooting lightning bullets, but, um, can be kind of hard to see. It'd be fun to track them. Don't know too much. What about, what about squirrels? What do you know about hunting squirrels? Um, probably, uh, go under these big acorn trees or food trees, and maybe you'll see them rattle and up there. I'm getting a squirrel call for Christmas, so I'll be able to use that. Yeah, yeah that's right. You got one of those. I, I would say from rabbits for me, um, I think we're going to try to find some property that, you know, has a lot of low-lying brush. I think, you know, we live, as we've mentioned before, in New Berlin here in Wisconsin, and there's not a lot of rabbits around like there used to be, and I think it has something to do with an increase in the coyote population. We had a coyote up almost right in our patio about two weeks ago. Dog was barking at him. Yeah, so um, a lot of coyotes around, and, you know, they probably like rabbits more than we do. Uh, but so I think from a, from a rabbit standpoint, we want to try to find some property that, you know, has good low-lying brush so that we can you know, kick those bushes. We don't have a beagle. Um, so, you know, I think we're going to be acting as a uh, dog and hunter for those hunts, which is fine. Um, also, I think uh, some a friend of ours that's going to take us out, he has um, a property that he's invited us to that's like a farm. They've got a bunch of equipment and different things laying around the farmyard. All metal stuff that rabbits can hide under tall grass. Yeah. I've seen people that's however that's really good territory for rabbits. That's another thing I forgot. Yeah, and I think the other thing that I've heard about too. This is from uh, Owen's grandpa has told us that it's um, it's a pretty good plan to go rabbit hunting right after a fresh snow because they're easier to track yep. and you can get on a set of fresh bunny tracks and they're pretty easy to spot in the woods and you can kind of just follow behind them and yeah, uh, uh, i think a few weeks ago i was on crutches and i was afraid that i wasn't going to be able to and then another black hit i'm off of those now but uh we ended up getting like two feet of snow or something <laughs> not quite but we got a bunch yeah felt like a two feet of snow a ton of snow um, and I was thinking about going out rabbit hunting and just see giant holes in the snow of just rabbits sinking to the bottom <laughs> and hopping out. Yeah. The deep snow is not super ideal, I wouldn't think, because it's going to make hard walking for, uh, Owen. he's got some short legs and, well, I mean, you're 11, so he gave me a bit of a dirty look there. 
Um, as far as squirrel hunting, yeah, I think Owen touched on a couple of things. I think we're going to try to hunt bigger woods for that. Um, I know where I deer hunt, there's plenty of squirrels. I hope I can see as many squirrels when I'm squirrel hunting as I do when I'm deer hunting, although by that logic, I'll probably just see a bunch of deer. But anyways, so yeah, we've got a, we've got a plan. 14 pointer out there. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Take them down with the 22. So as I mentioned earlier here in Wisconsin, this year our rabbit and rabbit and squirrel, so um, both of them are going to close on February 29th. So we've got about a little over a month to get a, a few, hopefully a couple of trips in if we can, um, except for rabbits. So you can apparently you can hunt rabbits all year, cottontails all year in uh, in Milwaukee County. I think the tricky part is finding property in Milwaukee County that you could actually hunt. So I did a little looking on that today, but um, I don't think it's going to be maybe worth the effort. Um, so we're going to hunt uh, we'll hunt the neighboring counties. How, and they, how good they are. Are they really worth all that trouble? Right. Yeah, exactly. We don't even know if they're worth, uh, worth the effort. So, um, so uh, you can also hunt... Uh, snowshoe hares all year long up north um obviously they're bright white now blending in with the snow um they they don't have them down south where we live to my knowledge um so that might be something we can do in a future season but we're getting kind of tight on time so we're going to stay locally around here so um thinking about the equipment that we plan to take out there uh, what kind of firearms are you thinking we're going to use what's what's your what's your gut telling you um, I know my grandpa ended up giving me a twenty-two rifle that I'm probably going to end up using for that. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to be using a twenty-two. Is that it? Is it just a twenty-two? Twenty-two rifle? Yeah, you can use your twenty-two. I think that that's fine. Or some people use shotguns. I mean, I got some new stuff for my shotgun for Christmas. Uh, well, I think I'm going to stay with a twenty-two. Yeah, I think the difference between a twenty-two, right, and using a shotgun is one's a single bullet and, and one's a shot spread, load, right? But it might just get to be bad. That's what I'm scared about. Yeah. You never know, though. Well, we might. Maybe we'll take one of us each. We'll take one of the other weapons out, and we can switch off. If we switch need. out and see how we do. So we do have. Uh, we do have. As Owen mentioned, a twenty-two, um, which is a semi-automatic that his grandpa gave him so that would be that would be pretty fun to get out and plink with those um we have a 410 shotgun although as most of you who hunt um may know finding 410 ammo is not always the easiest thing in the world so we have a few boxes here stashed away uh certainly enough for an outing or two and then you know we could also go up to a, a 20 gauge as well we've got some um we've got a 20 gauge we've got some ammunition for that so We've got some some options there, I think, and the shotgun. In the shotgun space, we're going to be using seven shot. I read an article on um, on MeatEater.com recently, and they mentioned like seven and a half shot would be kind of their preferred shotgun ammunition for small game. It just so happens we have seven shot around here, so I think we're in pretty good shape that way. So we'll give uh, we'll give that a try. Uh, other equipment that I think we're going to need, um, 
So in the state of Wisconsin, I don't know how about other states, but here in Wisconsin, there is no blaze orange requirement um, when you're hunting. Only for deer hunting. Yeah, so if there's an active deer gun season, then no matter what you're hunting, you got to wear blaze orange. Um, However, um, I don't know that we're necessarily going to be... I think safety is going to be one of our primary um, focuses when we get out on this hunt. And I'm going to be wearing orange. Yeah, I know that for sure. Yeah, certainly going to be wearing orange as well. I think um, just to make yourself visible out in the woods, you don't know who else is going to be out hunting in the public woods. So I think it's a good idea. Um, and then I think, you know, the biggest consideration is probably one of the things that I got to think about is the weather, right? So Owen and I, we both run a little bit warm, so we don't have to dress super warm, especially if we're going to be out doing a bunch of walking. So, you know, many times with outdoor adventures of any type, one of the important things is layering up. So you want to have, um, you know, have a, a lightweight base layer on, be able to peel layers off and add layers as you want. So you're probably going to want a backpack, I suppose, to put in those shut-off layers. Yeah, that's what I have. Uh, I ended up filling it up uh, with some of my rabbit stuff and uh, small game stuff left. So you already got your bag packed? Mm-hmm. Oh, jeez, you're ready to go. I've been ready to go since the new year. Yeah. So I think that uh, I think that's a good idea. One thing I thought about, too, is if you are walking and you get warm and you got to drop a layer... If you're kind of doing an out and back, you know, you're not making a big loop or something, but if you're just kind of going out and then heading back towards the truck, I think um, you just hang your coat up on a tree, pick it up on the way back. Mm-hmm. We use on X and drop a, drop a pin so we don't lose our track of it. But So I think from a, a gear standpoint, obviously you want to have decent footwear that's waterproof when you're walking through snow. Uh, boots that you know necessarily aren't too heavy we don't have a a huge collection of hunting footwear available to us but yeah i think uh i think we've got a pretty decent plan from that standpoint so talking about in uh talking about you know more about some regulations here in wisconsin we've kind of talked about the season date um owen's still hunting under the mentor program so It is going to be very important for he and I to stay within arm's reach of each other. And um, I did contact the Wisconsin DNR today. I made a phone call in because I'll be honest, the regulations, when I read them over and over again, aren't super clear as to whether or not um, whether or not I could also have a gun in my possession if I was mentoring Owen. And I did get clarification from the DNR today that I certainly can. So he still has to maintain the appropriate distance from me, which is probably good from our safety standpoint anyway, as we think about... Yeah, about 10 rabbits and... You know... uh, No, 10 squirrels and 6 rabbits, something, if we each get our limit. Oh, yeah. If we don't see any snow, shoot. Yeah, so we'll be able to both hunt, which I think is is pretty pretty handy. you know, whether or not we're going to pursue squirrels and rabbits on the same day or we're going to make two separate trips, I guess it depends on the uh, property that we end up in. And so in Wisconsin, the um, bag limit is five squirrels per hunter. And uh, for rabbits, we can have three cottontails each. There's no limit on snowshoe hares. 
surprisingly, which is the biggest one. Yeah. There must be not too many, or maybe there's too many. Right. That makes more sense, right? Yeah. So, uh, and then I think the possession limit uh, is three times the daily bag limit. So, you know, we can end up, um, if you know, if we get lucky and we get a few, I think a lot of good meat on a rabbit, you know, hind legs or some back meat there, I think. We'll figure all that out, but... Um, and I don't think we have to necessarily stack them up. You know, if we get a couple, I think we'll have a, have a good stab. I mean, who knows? I've heard a lot of good things about rabbits. I might have eaten it one time a long time ago, but we'll see. So I think um, next, um, where do you think... So we talked a little bit about this... Um, of kind of where we want to go and hunt these uh, critters. Owen and I um, and our family is fortunate to have a, a small parcel of land that we have access to all year round that has got some open grassy areas and then also has some hardwood timber area, kind of adjoins a small lake where we fish. And We did our ice fishing trip last week. Yeah, yeah, we got down there and finally got on the ice, which is good. Um, but I think... We have, we've talked a little bit about maybe that farm property. There is some public access lands that are not too far from here, which make it easy. You know, obviously, you know, this, you might not believe it, but podcasting is not my full-time job. And uh, so Owen, of course, has got school. So it is nice to, you know, look on your resources, mapping resources, and try to find close properties that, um, that you can access in relatively short traveling time. So I've identified a couple of properties um, using OnX, which uh, is a fantastic app. And, and if you're not using it um, and you hunt at all on public land, or even really for private land, I can see you know just tons of upside to it for the cost. I think it's totally worth it. And um, I've been using it for a number of years now. So it's really great for identifying new properties. You can look at topographical maps and kind of get an idea of the lay of the land and elevation and parking access and so on and so forth. So so I've, I've got a few spots picked out that I think uh, I'm excited to uh, get out. And even if we just get out and walk around, you know, many people I think um, who hunt would, would probably agree with this statement that it's not always about, you know, filling up your harvest, um, maxing out your bag limit. Yeah, of course, we all want to come home with, you know, with meat for the freezer. Lots of stuff. But, you know, if we can get out and we can spend a couple of hours together wandering around and, and uh, exploring new woods, it's a good opportunity to do some deer scouting, right? Um, you know, all these critters share the same woods, so... We're in a time where some of the deer are starting to drop their sheds or drop their antlers, so you might be able to kind of piggyback on and get a little shed hunting in while we go. So, Hope I see one. Yeah, that's, uh, that's another great, you know, um, post-deer season opportunity to kind of get you outside in the winter and, and uh, early spring, so... I don't know. I think small game hunting seems like it makes good sense. I think it's a, I think it's a relatively accessible type of hunting. 
uh, in Wisconsin, a license is not terribly expensive. Um, Isn't there like a combo pack for like, what, was it $30 or something for like uh, multiple tags? Like small game, turkey, deer? Yeah, it's a little more than that. We've got um, the license that I buy is called the Conservation Patron License. And I think it's $169. But that gets me... That gets me um, archery tags, gun deer tags, small game, um, turkey, a trapper's license, which I don't do any trapping, although I'd like to. I haven't ever done that before. Um, and so, um, and, if, and your annual fishing license. So it does it does work out pretty well uh, for somebody who pursues lots of different game. You know, that's a pretty good option. I think you also get a state park sticker with it. At least stickers. for one vehicle. Yeah. Yeah, stickers. So, um, yeah, so I guess a um, little bit of a shorter episode probably today. Again, when we do a follow-up to this, we'll hopefully have some stories to tell, and, and we'll kind of see how things panned out. So there'll be a part two to this one eventually, and uh, we'll see if the plan that we've come up with sort of makes sense. All right, so we're um, we're glad that you were able to join us. I know we got a little bit long-winded in our um, deer season recap last episode. I think we went a little, well, right around an hour. It's not too bad, but this time we looks like we kept it a little bit shorter here. And um, any last thoughts about small game hunting going? Anything that we didn't touch on that you think is going to be important? Um... Um, you might finally get to use that new hunting knife you bought. Yeah, I ended up buying a, some from Cabela's because I had over $100 worth of Cabela's gift cards. Ended up buying a really nice uh, buck knife. Yeah, got myself a folding buck hunting knife, which um, we'll uh, look forward to hopefully getting a little uh, little uh, critter fur on there as we skin out our, our catch or our, our take. So, um, all right, we're going to go ahead and wrap things up. Uh, Owen's going to go ahead and read today's uh, Bible verse. So go for it, buddy. Um, From Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Yeah. So that's a... That's a comforting thought right there, isn't it? Yeah. Probably talking about um, if you're, don't be scared, you can only just call me and it'll be by your side. Yeah. I think the nice part about, um, you know, being God-fearing is we don't have to worry about the, uh, the troubles of this life. Nope. We don't have to uh, ever feel like we're alone. and Always with someone. Yeah. He's always right there to support us. And Good old mighty God. Yeah, and we can't uh, we can't forget about that. You know, I think many times um, when I was in the army, people used to say everybody finds God in a foxhole, and that was something that we thought about because even people who didn't believe that they were religious, you know, when you get in a situation where the fear is overtaking you, it makes it easy to um, somehow find God. And of course, He's there. All we have to do is. Uh, Accept him, right? Yep. And so the interesting uh, part is 
or the important part, I think, is to also make sure and praise him, even in those episodes where we're not scared. You know, we don't want to think of sort of using God or using the relationship with him only in those times of distress or dismay. Yeah, but always want, he's always with you. Never, if you're scared, just ask him. He'll always be by your side. Yeah, and I think, uh, I think um, it gives me good comfort and gives me peace of mind, helps me sleep at night knowing that uh, I've got a Savior always right there, ready to listen. So, um, Well, thank you for tuning in today. And we're going to look forward to um, catching up with you again with a part two with this. I don't know if it'll be the next episode. Kind of depends on when we get out and when we get one put together. But there will be a part two of this one because we want to get out and test our metal and get outside and stretch our legs a little bit. So what else you got on? Um, Nothing much. I think we covered it all. Alrighty. Well, thank you all for listening to the Two Gen Outdoor Podcast. I'm Ryan. And I'm Owen. And we'll talk to you next time. See you later.